Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woke up this morning. Hopped out of my bed. Only good things running through my head. Yeah. Life is good today. Everything going my way. Breeze fly in the sky. Why don't we talk about Hey y'all, it is your girl Miss Yak back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. And thank you all for tuning in tonight because I have a special guest for you guys tonight. So my next guest, all right, Miss Sandra Cavallo is an inspirational author, speaker, women's empowerment coach, licensed minister, and the mother of four children. She's dedicated to authoring books that empower and inspire women to live their best lives. Her debut book, Mountains Have Ears, Speak to Them, is on sale at all major retailers. Now, this book is also available worldwide, spanning five continents and 20 countries, y'all. So she out there. Now, her book, uh, it focuses on such themes such as identity, finding and releasing authentic voice, uh, conquering fear and anxiety, life after divorce, releasing your inner author, and much more. Sandra is the founder and CEO of Bride and Dove Ministries International, a ministry that creates a safe community for women to receive encouragement, training, and support. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring her on in tonight. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for deciding to come on my show. <laughs> Thank you. Now, tonight, we want to talk about overcoming like this, I guess, like a defeatist attitude, conquering your, you know, uh, your your barriers, removing your barriers, so to speak, mm -hmm. right? And I know as women, you know, or just as, as people in general, we kind of have that habit of, you know, we can be our worst critic, right? And mm -hmm. so we can, you know, create barriers where there are no barriers, or if we do get barriers that are, you know, put there by someone else, we have a hard time overcoming those barriers, mm -hmm. right? Right. So in your experience, what are some barriers that you've seen people struggle with kind of removing? So I think there are quite a few barriers that can crop up. Obviously, fear is one of them. When we're fearful of moving forward or fearful of failure or fearful of stepping out into some new territory that we've never uh, been in or embarking on something new, fearful of, of breaking out of maybe even comfortable situations or relationships, that is definitely one barrier. The biggest barrier, I would have to say, though, of all barriers are the mindsets and the the, the jail that we have in our own minds in, in terms of how we limit ourselves. Because if you think you can, you can. But if our minds have been set to somehow be programmed to think that we can accomplish 
or can't do something, that I think is the biggest barrier because I've seen people accomplish great things with limited resources, but because they thought they could. And then you take someone who has a lot more, but they're not working it quite the same way. So I think the biggest barrier that we have to overcome is the barrier in our mind, our self-talk, what we've programmed and wired our, ourselves to believe about ourselves. I think that's the most critical. Wow. And I would have to agree with you. I, I do believe, you know, it starts with ourselves, but I do believe that there are outside influences that can kind of shape and mold that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and so depending on our, upgr- our, our upbringing or our, <clears throat> our social circle, um, it can, you know, kind of lean us, you know, one way or the other, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. Right. And so, cause I know people who I think are extremely talented and I think that they could, you know, be very successful, you know, let go of the nine to five, you know, job mm-hmm. or whatnot, and just step out on their own as an entrepreneur but because of other people that have had heavy influence on their life, they're, they're too afraid to step out on faith, you know, yeah. and just, just do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a lot of us have, we struggle with that and just trying to figure out, okay, what voice do we listen to? You know, because a lot of times that voice is telling you, no, you can't do it. It sounds very truthful at times. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I think we we all come wired with uh, an identity that has come from, like you said, voices of people who've told us, tried to identify who we are or place us in a box of what we should be doing. And we come wired with certain data that we receive, messages we're receiving from, like you said, family, from society. There's certain messages that women are given about who we are and the roles that we're supposed to play and what we're supposed to be doing. I think it's really critical that you find your identity because once you find your identity, it makes it very easy for you to then begin to transition into some of the things that you may feel like are things you may wanna do. And I just think also it's critical to find our own voice because the voices that we're listening to, if those voices don't align with what God says about us, or with what we know to be true about our identity. And that's why I think when you find your identity, it makes it easier for you to find your own authentic voice because your voice is tied to so much more than just you speaking. It's tied to your mission. It's tied to your purpose. It's tied to what you're wired, what I believe you're wired for and what you're here in the universe to do. And once you connect that identity and you find your own voice, once you find that authentic voice and that authentic identity, then you can begin to position yourself to begin to release that voice. That may that voice may be tied to your gifts and talents, your form of expression, but voice is powerful. So I just think it's really critical for us to move past. And the word of God, I believe, will tell us, you know, the word of God does tell us who we are. And when we start defining ourselves by not what everybody else says, but about who God says we are, and we seek him for his blueprint, because we each have a designer's blueprint that was designed for us. The way you come into that is coming into a relationship with with, with God through Jesus Christ. And once you find that blueprint, you find what God has created you to do. There's certain talents I think we're all innately designed to do. Like I was always meant to be a writer that started burgeoning very early. You'll start seeing it in children. Even as children, there's certain predispositions we have. Some seem to be very gifted at dance 
or like song, that is, we can't all get up and sing. <laughs> we just can't. Right. So right. That's not we need to be able to identify who we are created to be because it's already inside of us. I believe we come equipped with it. But become, becoming to a, coming to a place where you can release that identity and that voice, I think that is critical because it's tied to finding fulfillment in life. Because so many times we're floundering around in life. And I say floundering, even if you're somewhere making six digits, because if you're not doing what you're designed to do and you have no passion attached to that, you're not releasing your true authentic voice, then you're in somebody else's mold. And I don't believe we've been designed to be in that mold. I think we're designed to be in the mold that that was designed for us. And that's very individualistic. So just trying to find your space is, I think, tied to finding that authentic sound, that authentic voice. But identity, I think, is so, so tied to that. Finding out who you are, not what somebody else, because for years, I was being everything that I thought that everybody thought that I should be. I was being trying to be the good wife and I was trying to be the good mother. Not that those are not good things, but the core of my identity, those were just titles I had. The core of my identity is as a child of God. And once I connected to that, that changed, shifted my trajectory in terms of, okay, who should I be trying to please? What am I designed to do? Even later on in life, I've gone back and just even after some life transitions, recalibrated and gave myself permission to reinvent myself and started really seeking what are, who am I? What am I designed to do? What am I supposed to be doing in this space? Cause I think that's where you find the greatest fulfillment. And I think that's where even changing your idea about what success is because we have gotten so locked into a system that tells us that well, success should look like this and success should sound like this. But I really think that true success is finding your identity your purpose and your authentic voice. I think everything else will fall into place after that. That's wow. just, those are just my thoughts. Wow. And I like how you said to, you gotta find your voice, but I think one of the things that a lot of us have issues with is in finding our voice. A lot of times we notice that our voice sounds a lot like our parents' voice. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do I differentiate? Okay, wait, wait, that's that's not something that, that's not something my mama would say, or that's what my dad would say, but that's not really true. You know, like, let's say, for example, your mom or your dad is telling you, you can't do this and that and the other, but, you know, <clears throat> and you, you've, you've grown up listening to that for so long that it's, it's, it's hard to differentiate between, okay, is that what they're saying or is that what I truly believe, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think that we do definitely need a support system, obviously, um, but finding that support system to help nur nurture that positive influence right. uh, that, that, you know, our voice or whatnot, that's that's a struggle. Mm -hmm. it, it, it can be a very, uh, you know, a, a pretty big struggle for us to do so. So how would you how, how would how would you recommend somebody go about trying to differentiate between the voice of others and their voice? Like, how do I know what, which is what? Mm -hmm. I, I think, like I said, I think voice is when you find your identity, because I think this, it starts with identity. Because if I don't know who I am, then anybody could tell me that I'm this or that I'm that. I think the real root of it is finding out who you are. Because once you find out who you are, then you can begin to find and discover what, you know, what your voice is connected to. 
what you know what you what it is that you're created to do in life or who you're supposed to be for me that as a believer that starts with the word of god and and finding out who he says that i am and when i was going through a season of struggling with my identity i began to delve into the word of god to see just who he said i was and i used the power of decrees which is speaking the word of God and affirming it to find all the things in scripture that the Lord said that I was. And I use those decrees and that became my filter for who I was. And once I begin to find out who I was in Christ, then God begins to lead you. If that's the, if that is the path you choose, God will lead you. It doesn't have to be a mystery in terms of who he's created you to be and designed you to be. And he will lead you on the path and show you, how to, I, I like to say, um, unveil the true you, the true identity. And I think that really does have to come from, from me hearing the voice of God, because it's who he says that I am, that mm -hmm. becomes my barometer or how I'm gonna measure what I'm gonna do in life. And he will, if you, you know, there's a scripture where it says, you know, I will guide you in the way that you're supposed to go. Trust not in your own understanding, but lean, lean on the Lord and he will direct and guide your path. There is a path for each of us. Now, whether we choose to walk the path that God has for us, that's optional. But he has an individual path for each of us and he will he will put you on that path if you seek him for it. Mm. There's a path. Yeah, if you seek him. If you seek him, because even with my writing, mm -hmm. I will say this this book is my first book. However, it was not my first manuscript. And I tell people that because voices that I was listening to in another season were trying to talk me out of what I was already designed to do. I've been writing essays since high school, doing very well. Um, did so well, in fact, that I went on into college, majored in English because that was just my natural niche. But then when I would step out to try to write a book, all these different, different voices were coming at me from different different sources. Oh, you know, you can't do that. Or it was saying, it, because the group that I was hanging around or the people that I was hanging around at that time, no one had been published authors. So I think that it's really important too, like your gifts are in your members, who you are, who you are and what you're designed to do. It's already there, even if it's laying dormant. You need to situate yourself around people who will help to develop whoever you are, because we all have a tribe. Once you find your voice, find out who you are, then you can begin to find your tribe. That tribe helps to push you. I call them destiny helpers, can help to push you into where you need to be. I mean, as simple as like, and I know a lot of times even parents will say, well, you don't need to be around this friend. Or you need to, you know, we need to be careful right. of these the people who are allowing into our space. And let me tell you why. This book probably should have been published 20 years ago. But because I was listening, I had people in my ear who were, who were trying to talk me out of who I was. And it was not a stretch that I would be writing a book. I've been teaching people how to, how to write for years. I'm an English teacher by profession. I'm an educator. So I've been okay. teaching people how to do, how to release their voice as authors. That wasn't a far stretch. It was already resonant within me. But I was listening and because I listened to other people discourage me, I was fearful of stepping out and doing anything. So this book has really been liberating for me in terms of releasing the authenticity of who I was created to be and what I'm designed to do. And I was just I was just a natural and everybody has that. 
Everybody mm -hmm. has something they're great at. Like for instance, my daughter just took piano lessons for the first time last year. She jumped behind a piano and started playing. And we were just like, wow, <laughs> why? Wow. That's a gift. And we all have that. So I just think it's critical. Once you find your authentic voice, your identity, what you're, what you're supposed to be doing, you discover yourself, get around a tribe of people who can help to push you into destiny and protect your identity and protect your authentic voice. Be careful because not everybody is, you know, rooting for us or can be in a space where they can encourage us because a lot of people are struggling with identity themselves and they're going along with the flow of whatever society or people or the people, the people who have their ear are telling them to do. So I'm, I'm very careful now about protecting my identity. And just I, when I stopped listening to people and I discovered that I had some resident uh, talents and gifts and things that I felt like for a season, I thought, well, maybe it's too late for me to move forward with this, but it's never too late. It's never too late. And you can always, no matter what the situation is, you can always reinvent yourself. And I think as women, we really need to give ourselves permission to do that. Even if there's been a life change, you, it doesn't matter if you have children, whatever you're going through, you can always reinvent yourself because every day is a brand right. new day. And we need to look at it like that. Okay, no, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I have accomplished more in the last year than I have in the last 20 years because my mindset changed last year. My mindset changed last year and I shifted from being someone who was a victim. Because if we if we, we decide to accept the mindset of I can't or I can't because this, we're only limited by our own minds. We have, I believe, success flowing through our veins. I think we're wired, our DNA is wired for success, to be creators, to, to produce. And if we don't do that, it's because we've, we've, something has hindered it. And a lot of times it's just our, our own mindsets. Yeah. Well, for you and your experience and your growth and development and your, your journey to find your voice and actually, you know, live as you were destined to live. I, I, I in talking to you earlier, I know you lean on your faith a lot. So mm -hmm. how has your faith impacted your journey? Oh my goodness. So the, <laughs> I believe that the word of God is, powerful. And I believe that we create our worlds with the power of our words, the words that we speak. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I believe if you step out on the landscape of your life and you're speaking words of life and faith, I believe that it births things. And I think that if, if, if you really want to change your life, you have to change your words. Because a lot of times we have this, this dialogue that's going on, even sometimes in our heads, of just being negative. And so I use the word of God in every situation where I was having a challenge. I activated the spoken word of God. And I would use what we call the power of decrees, which is just speaking the word of God, decreeing the word of God over my situation, whether it was finances or a health challenge or a challenge with family. 
I stepped out and found that when I spoke the word of God, there was powerful, powerful uh, results that were happening. And so I began to use the power of decrees literally to reshape this landscape of my life. Because I, I, I started with one incident where I spoke um, and just, be, just decreeing the opposite of what I was seeing, not in faith, like if something was going on, I would speak the opposite. I would use the word of God to speak the word of God over the situation. For instance, if I was battling fear, there's a scripture in the Bible says that God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. And I would begin to speak that and I would begin to decree, you know, that I'm not fearful. I begin to decree that I'm bold as a lion, that I'm more than able. And as I begin to make those decrees, it shifted my trajectory. It made me see that I was able to do all that the word of God said that I could do and be all that the word of God said that I could be. And situations one by one just started changing. It wasn't an overnight process, but I only speak uh, affirmations and decrees that align with the word of God. And it has to be positive. And I, those positive decrees started, and I use them for everything. I don't care what situation I'm going through. I'll go to the word of God and see what it has to say. And from there, I'm going to craft a decree to speak what I want to see. Even when I, even when it looks bleak, I've used decrees and time and time again, I'm speaking the word of God and wow. it I have not had one situation where I've not seen victory or seen the results. And it's because I've been before that I wasn't using decrees. I was just kind of going with the flow. Mm -hmm. I would be fearful in certain situations. Sometimes I would feel helpless. Even though I was praying, I wasn't really using my authority to speak to circumstances. And God has given us authority as believers where we can speak. And in Job 22, I believe it is, it says, you know, you can decree a thing and it will be established for you. That means that it will come to pass. And so I use those positive, positive decrees, not only for situations, but to also reset my mind about how I was seeing myself. Now, speaking of decrees, because you talk about decrees in your book as well. Mm -hmm. So in your book, uh, Mountains Have Ears, Speak to Them, uh, in chapter one, uh, you, it reads, profound decrees can be birthed in places of utter desperation. God had answered my request and the power of persistent decrees secured my victory over the bureaucratic mountain that had seemed insurmountable. The enemy had clearly been involved with working to steal what belonged to me. The Bible says that the thief only has one agenda, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come that we may have life and more, and more abundantly. That document of certification opened the doors for the provision and financial blessings that my family desperately needed. Not only did it shift us into a completely different economic status, it also shifted my traje trajectory. As I continued decreeing, things began to happen. This proved to be a major turning point in my life. The results were shocking. So you were going through a really difficult time in your life at this mm -hmm. time, but you say that decrees saved you. Yes, because they were built around the word of God, which gives tells us that we have authority to speak to mountains. Jesus in, in Mark 11, I believe it is. And this is where I came up with the title for the book. He's speaking to his disciples and he says, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and you believe it shall be done for you. And so it just dawned on me one day when I was meditating on that scripture that if Jesus tells us to speak to mountains, that those mountains have ears. It's no way anything can hear you. You couldn't speak to something that doesn't have the capacity to hear. 
And so with that, I started using the word of God to speak to situations. And in that situation, I, I had had a situation where my my credentials for my job had been held up. And oh, wow. I, I was calling, calling, calling. And it was a lot of bureaucracy. And, you know, these systems where you have to deal with different um, departments and this mm -hmm. one is over this one. And I just wasn't get any, getting anywhere. And basically my certification had been lost. There was no record of wow. it. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, this is all my years of study and graduate school. And I needed that certification to move forward to get back into the workforce. So I began, I was praying about it, but it just wasn't getting anywhere. And the lady said, look, I'm so sorry. We can't find your certificate, the documents for your certification that proves that you, you know, did all this graduate study. And so I said, okay, well, my, my natural default was to just always say, okay, well, I tried. But the day that I was on the phone with the lady and I hung up, I really felt like God was saying, you need to call back and you need to be more assertive. You need to use your authority because in the word of God, it says, Jesus tells his disciples, behold, I've given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And so I just felt like I was being prompted by the Holy Spirit to know you call back and you use your authority because this was a situation where my credentials, the, the paperwork for my credentials had been lost. Wow. And I had, I had, you know, gone through, through all of the things that I needed to, to be certified, had paid all this money, done all this graduate study and they had lost it. And they were basically like, oh, well, it happens. And so, yeah, this was a situation where there was an injustice. And so I felt like the Lord was saying, mm -mm, you take authority. And through my mouth, I began to speak. And I said, you know, um, she says, I, I got to go. So sorry. She kind of wrote me off. And I was like, you know, oh, I'm wow. free that and I'm, as I'm praying, I'm decreeing. I said, Lord, I just decree and declare that this this department will be shut down but they will find my certification. She called me back and within five minutes and she was like, I haven't been able to work since I talked to you last. Said me and my team, I told me and my team, we were gonna go down again, cause this is the second time they're going looking for these this paperwork. Yeah. She said, my team and I decided we were gonna go back the second time they found it. But the difference was I took authority the second time over this situation. Cause it was like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> This is, yeah. this is an injustice. This is not just, you know, you can't find my paperwork. And just the fact that they were able to go back and find the paperwork, it had been many years and it was buried in an old vault and they found it the second time. It just taught me the power of speaking to a situation and not just letting things be status quo. When it's time to use that authority, we have it as believers to use. And so that's how I began to learn that, hey, situations that maybe I had let go before because I wasn't asserting my authority, or I wasn't using the power of the spoken word to speak to it. That was when it was like a paradigm shift. And I was like, I have to activate my authority and I can speak, as Job says, and decree a thing. And if it's in alignment with the word of God, I'm not saying just anything you think of that you would want. But it has to align with scriptures and it has, you know, God will back it because he he watches over his word to perform it. And mm -hmm. that that changed my life. It really changed my life as I began to move forward. Things begin to shift because whenever I was dealing with an obstacle, I started using the word to speak to it. And I also sat down and began to craft out what I wanted to see happen, like my goals. And I'm using the power of decrees 
to speak to it and to reshape the landscape of my life. I'm painting. It's like a paintbrush. Your words create worlds. I can't, yeah. I can't stress that enough. We don't always realize it, but our voice is 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 voice. It's the voice activated universe that we're living in. Mm, Everything wow. is act. You're you're speaking right now. You're doing a podcast. The power of sound <clears throat> is it's it's. I mean, it's infinite. We really do have the ability to speak into this sound powered universe, which is designed to respond to the words we say. So if we're speaking positive things, which is the word of God, it's going to have an effect. If we speak negative things, and even if you look back over your life, sometimes we can see where our worlds have been created. Negative experiences sometimes have been created by things we've said out of our own mouths. So we have to be careful because our words are extremely powerful. This does, this universe is designed to respond to our commands. That's wow. what I Goodness. Well, you have definitely, definitely put 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 it out there in the universe for everybody. All of my listeners and viewers, y'all heed what she's saying now. Y'all go ahead and speak it into existence, right? Because you got to speak it till you believe it, right? And then if you start, once you start believing it, then everything will start, you know, coming into fruition for you. So that is the, the, the blessing. That is the goal that we're after mm -hmm. out here to overcome these barriers and these obstacles that we are facing out here. Now, if you could hold up your book one more time for our mm -hmm. viewers out there so they can see this book that you've got out here. All right, y'all. Y'all see it. Mountains Have Ears. Speak to them. It's available on Amazon.com and many other retail stores as well. Y'all go ahead and check it out so y'all can get more knowledge from our guest tonight, Miss Sandra Cavallo. All right. Now, all of my listeners and viewers out there, if you are watching again, you can you can see on my YouTube channel, I have been putting up her uh, website as well as scrolling her Instagram handle down there at the bottom as well throughout tonight's episode. So you guys can go ahead and reach out to her and find out more about her, her story and what she has to offer to you all out there. All right. But of course, uh, Miss Sandra, can you tell the viewers and the listeners but before we go, how can they reach out to you other than Instagram and on your website? Um, that's basically it for right now. I am on I am on Clubhouse as well. If you want to take a look, I'm on Clubhouse at Sandra Cavallo under Brighton Dove Ministries on Facebook, Instagram, Brighton Dove Ministries, and then SandraCavalloAuthor.com. That's where you can reach me for right now. Okay, so she, she's all over the place, y'all. So especially Clubhouse. Now that is, an, is another good platform to to speak and have engaging conversations. So that's I like that. Cool. All right. All right. Well, we're not gonna get into that because that can have us talking for another ten. Minutes. Minutes. All right. <laughs> all right. That can have us talking for another 10, 15 minutes about Clubhouse now. But um, for all my viewers and uh, listeners out there that are watching and listening, thanks again for tuning in to tonight's episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. Again, you can catch us every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Until next time, y'all be good. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.